Hey everybody, welcome to the Biopod Christmas Special slash Holiday Festival podcast, and uh, I guess like Ramadan treat. Let's say that too. I'm joined on this very special occasion by James Sheaves. Hey, you know, uh, you forgot one holiday there. Oh, what's that? It's it's also my birthday. Whoa. Were you born yes. on Christmas? Uh-huh. And Does... and furthermore, I may literally uh, complete th- that year and turn 23 during the recording of this podcast. Wow. that That is special. So you were born yeah, on the so... same day as Jesus. Yes, he and I are good pals. Well, happy, very happy birthday to you, sir. And well, from you. the sound of it, you might, you might also sound like you. You might die. My end, my life during the recording. <laughs> well, 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 I'm, I'm hanging in there. Let's hope that doesn't well, happen. Listen and see what happens. At, at least until the podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, oh, I'm going to turn you guys up a little bit. After the, after There's going to be a sound. <laughs> There's going to be a sound, okay. No, okay, there wasn't, okay. So I'm also joined by, you've already heard him, he's a rascal, Gubbamasta. Hi. Hey. And it's not your birthday, right, Gumba? No. Okay, so you're less important than James. <laughs> and finally, last but not least, certainly not least, somebody who is legally not allowed to celebrate Christmas under the <laughs> uh, the laws of the Soviet Union, Katya Zenina. <laughs> Hello. Great Hi. to be here. Thanks Great for joining you. me on this non- Christmas Day. It's not Christmas. <laughs> it's not Christmas there. Um, Katya, when you were under Soviet rule, what did you do mm-hmm. on Christmas? Probably sleep and cry because I was about one. Right. And under. Uh, yeah. Did you spend a I lot of time as well. coveting Levi jeans? <laughs> And Michael Jackson thriller albums. Well, that sure would be a good idea. <laughs> um, yeah. But okay. no, we, we celebrate Christmas in January, so it's, That's just, it's a regular day for me. Is that like a uh, Russian Orthodox thing? Yeah. Cool. Um, is that related to the fact that uh, the three wise men um, came around January the 6th? Yeah, they they were just lagging a bit in our country. It's uh, you know difficult to get through all the snow. Yeah. So. <laughs> every. No, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, January the sixth. Uh, at least that's that's uh, here here around the the day is a uh, the day where we call call and um, um, we celebrate that. Uh, yeah, and uh, and so, Gumba, if I'm not mistaken, you also have the. Uh, Offensive uh, blackface tradition around Christmas, don't you? Svater Peter or yeah. whatever his name. That's that's in uh, that's in uh, Holland. Okay, 
So you're not, you're not <laughs> wrong European nation. Uh, so today we were going to cover an Alf Christmas special, but I I made a uh, an executive decision not to do that because I didn't want to skip ahead to season two. Um, so instead, as a special treat, we are discussing an ALF special TV movie called ALF Loves a Mystery. Wow. Sorry, it's, it's just called ALF Loves a Mystery, <laughs> full stop. And then I said wow after that. Because wow. It was, it was just so good. So good and very special. Um, so this was a prime time Saturday morning preview special on NBC that aired in uh, 1987. Let's see what date. 12th September 1987. So just a, just in advance of the new uh, Saturday morning television season. And this was something that um, that networks did in those days to sort of give kids a fun glimpse at what's to come on Saturday mornings. Did you guys uh, know about these specials? I had never seen anything like this before. No, I sure didn't, because I don't even know those, (laughs) those specials, most of them. Right. So I've never seen anything like that. You you weren't familiar with the um, the animated series being previewed. No, because I think uh, some of these shows I've seen, but uh, the, those were like reruns t- ten ten years later in Russia. Yeah, yeah. right. So uh, th- there was no quite, need. Quite obscure. Well, it was just what happened to be uh, airing on Saturday mornings that particular year for that network, which was NBC. So did they uh, show this on Fridays? This, well, this would have been a one-time thing. Like a one-time special. I feel like stuff like this, though, they would just, like, play heaps of times, though. Maybe this is just my memories of, like, Disney Channel... uh, in like the the mid two thousands, but like whenever they had something that promoted like other shows, you'd see it for week after week after week. Yeah, but you're you're thinking of cable. This was network television. You know, right. The, all of their time was very valuable. Yeah, they they couldn't just replace stuff. So this was probably played once and never again, literally. Mm. And probably, that, I mean. Somebody happened to record it, but I'm sure the original yeah. is, is like long, long lost. Have you seen the the description of the YouTube video? The yes. the person says, "I only taped this because I had an extra thirty minutes at the end of a tape. I had to put something on." <laughs> Why don't they just leave it blank? Uh, you know, it it wouldn't have been much of a difference, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good thing this was saved for posterity. So yeah. this particular special was hosted by Alf, also known as uh, Paul Fusco, the voice of Paul Fusco, 
And the premise is that Alf is writing a mystery story starring his good friend Benji Gregory, also known as Brian Tanner. And throughout that mystery... Oh, Bry, yeah, forgive me. Bry. And uh, the mystery is is, uh, solved through a series of clues provided by the stars of the upcoming season of Saturday Morning Cartoons um, on NBC. The first of which is Alf's cartoon. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I wonder if anyone else kind of got this. Um, that that one shot where Cartoon Alf pokes his head out from under the blankets, I kind of got a little bit of a Gumba Master vibe from that. <laughs> Why? I mean, I've, I've never fun. seen you do that, Gumba, but it just kind of seemed, it just, like it just clicked in my mind. Oh, that's, that's Gumba Master. Yeah, I agree. Gumba, are, is Am this, I wrong? Are you offended by this? No. <laughs> I would be. It wasn't like in any of the subsequent sequences, like uh, when he's like in the fighter jet or whatever, or when he's like going down the slide, like none of that. No, yeah. it, was, it was just the, the poking the head out of the blanket. So I should add, before we get too far down the elf animated series rabbit hole, that these specials and this one in particular um, also have special guests. And um, this one ha- had some guests from from some other NBC live action shows. Mm-hmm. And they were... Well, I've got a list. Jack A. There was Shannon Doherty from yeah. Our House. Stephen First from St. Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Benji White. Gregory from ALF. Oh, yeah. Jack A. From 227. Danny Ponce from Valerie's Family. Douglas Seal from Rags to Riches. Riches. Betty White, the great Betty White from the Golden Girls. Mary Wicks from Nothing. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't mention what she was from. <laughs> Although, spoiler, she was actually in Sister Acts 1 and 2. Which I don't believe was an NBC production. No, it was a movie, straight up. Yeah. And also Heidi Ziegler from from Rags to Riches. Also. Um, who was a child. So do, do any of those people uh, mean anything to any of you? Yeah, of course. They're beloved favorites. Shannon Doherty? Well, I've seen her naked body, so Whoa. that's Whoa. hard to forget. That's available? Wait, no. Oh, I'm thinking of Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> Different Shannon. Okay, that's, you're just mixing up all the Shannons. Okay, uh, Shannon Doe. She was on 90210, right? Or Nude. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, 
You know what is actually very sad? I think Shannon Doherty has cancer, so I shouldn't oh, be yeah. doing this. That's disrespectful. <laughs> um, she's bravely battling cancer. Well, more more power to her. I thought she was looking pretty foxy in this special. Do you guys agree, fellas? I mean, was she of age yet? doesn't matter because when it aired i was much younger than her so that's how uh, it works <laughs> also she was very uh like flirty with benji gregory in fact i think the whole thing but benji like, Gre- gregory was. kept getting like sucked into weird adult situations <laughs> yeah well i guess it was because alf alf was kind of making the story right so <laughs> what what are you saying I don't know. He's a, Alf himself is very flirty with women, I feel like. So right. he couldn't stop himself from creating the same situations for Even Benji. Even if it's like inappropriate for a child. Yeah, well, does Alf even know what's appropriate? Um, <laughs> well, he me. clearly makes some effort to, to judge what's appropriate. Does, does mm. he? We'll get to that bit. Okay, that's oh, right, yeah. that's right. He, uh, he, he kind of, is it okay to say that he cock blocks Bendy Gregory and then steals uh, his girl? I'd say that that's the term. Okay. He cock blocks, his, cock blocks him, steals his woman. So, um, the special starts with Alf, he's on the phone with his agent, right? Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. talking about writing a memoir. And he says that he's going to be, like, bigger than Ollie North. Did did that make sense? Um, well, I guess Ollie North would have been sort of popular about that. Yeah, because of the... I mean, popular in a kind of loose sense, because don't a lot of people hate him? Yeah, it was a very strange reference. And for, for those who don't know, Ollie North is short for Oliver North, who mm-hmm. was, what was he, like the Secretary of State? I don't think he was that high up, but he was like a an army guy who was involved with the Contra scandal, wasn't he? He was pretty much the, the fall guy for the Iran-Contra scandal. Yeah. Um, I think, in reality, it was all Reagan, but he... Uh, <laughs> Put it on Ollie, but uh, he, he's not—he's not like a star. Like, does he have a memoir? Maybe like a famous memoir. You know, I always thought he looks a little bit like um, the guy from the A Team. Oh, like the main Hannibal guy. Smith. Hannibal. Yep. So, do you, should we just talk about the Iran Contra affair for the rest Absolutely, of this? Absolutely, yes. So the. What was it like? Uh, somehow he was profiting from Nicaragua Contras, and then they were selling arms to Iran somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I think we're losing people. I think we're losing. I mean, if we haven't lost everyone already, I think this is the nail I'm, in the coffin. I'm trying to frantically, you know, get back up to date on this damn you know what? Wikipedia article. If you're interested, audience. I would go to the Wikipedia page for Iran Contra Affair. Maybe 
maybe you should uh, do a special podcast for those who <laughs> donate money Ooh. about the like a, a patron situation. cast yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's a good idea i was actually thinking about doing another uh patron podcast after we we finish with this one now you have a topic no this is going to do another like fan fiction reading <laughs> but I, ran. I mean i could find something <laughs> like iran themed is there any um ronald reagan fan fiction Shouldn't be. Isn't um isn't the Phantom Menace kind of a Ronald Reagan <laughs> fan fiction? Because Newt Gunray is named after him. Uh, I guess so. That's a stretch. Okay. Would you um would you read Alf's memoirs if it was a book? No. <laughs> but so yeah, thank you, Katya, for bringing us back to the special. Uh, Alf is writing his memoirs. And, in fact, what that turns out to be is a sort of a preview of his upcoming animated series, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, that's his memoir, which is about his life on Melmac. And we get a preview of it on his um, computer screen. And it was like a really old um, 80s computer with like green text i don't think it was able yeah. to play video so it was a little unrealistic he must have melmacked it up he melmacked it you're right <laughs> that's a great verb yeah so was the was the animated series also presented as his memoir i think he narrated it uh-huh so kind of like um uh stand by me style yes he was the will wheaton slash Richard Reifus yeah. the equation. Yes. The thing is, um, so I, I've avoided the ALF animated series because it, it's, it looks so horrible. <laughs> like the animation is like, it's not just like bad animation, it's like really stupid looking. Like it makes me cringe. But um, this little preview gave me a insight... <laughs> That he seems to live with his parents. Is he supposed to be a child, or is he just an adult living with his parents? Well, he, he did say it was his family life, didn't he? So it's like a flashback to when he still lived with his parents. Yeah. But he seems to be, like, fully grown. Like, the same character. Yeah, maybe he was, like, a college age or something like that. Pre, pre-college. It's very weird... Because uh, in all of these animated shows, like the Flintstones or mm-hmm. these uh, ALF series, um, it's like they, they try to portray a, a different world, but it's also very American suburban life. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's, like, it's, it's not alien at all. And like I've, I've, I find that constantly with the regularly scheduled ALF program, and it really gets on my nerves. Because it just, like, I know it's probably, in, well, obviously it's meant to be tongue-in-cheek and it's meant to be, like, you know, like, funny and witty, but it just seems, like, so lazy and, like, lacking in imagination to me. Well, it's an interesting point to talk about because basically what we're talking about is the sort of the invisible s- story of ideology, 
the, uh-huh. the story underpinning the story, the story that doesn't need to be told because it is implicit. And that is sort of, uh, in this case, the, uh, the, the, the normalization of sort of the, the American dream. Global, yeah. Amer- United Mid-century. States, global hege- hegemony. Yeah, I was waiting for that word to crop up. Yep, it's there. There it is. Now, somebody mentioned Hegel, and we will have uh, nailed it. Uh, it's very, it's all, it's all very Hegelian. <laughs> but work just to say it yep, like that. Sure. Okay. So you're right. It's an interesting point. Um, so what would you have preferred, Katya? Like that they actually sort of tried to get in the mindset of what like a caveman family would be like and try to portray that uh, like I don't have a problem with the Flintstones I think it's actually funny how I mean how it contrasts the, the caveman uh, aesthetics I guess mm-hmm. but with Alf mm-hmm. I would I would prefer uh, that uh, they actually gave some thought to what an alien society could be like instead of just putting like an alien texture on top of a regular suburban lifestyle. Right. It's like a look at just a, a patina. Uh-huh. I guess um, uh, what I would say is uh, Futurama probably did more or less the same thing. It just kind of, you know, put the 90s in the 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 three thousand nineties, yeah, um, and that show was pretty good for a while. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just you'd kind of need to be a bit more clever about it. I, mean, I think it's sort of like the point of these shows is that it's it's a, sort of a uh, looking at the the present through a, through a different, slightly different lens, and if yeah, the shows you know, well, that's the what they say States. about all science fiction, isn't yeah. it? Exactly. Sorry, so, guys. Um, is uh, is Gumba playing a game? Because I can kind of hear it. And I, yeah, sure I was gonna say I can hear recording. a lot of a lot of clicking. It's adding texture. Gumba, are you playing a game? Man, you can Maybe. play a game. Just it's it's. I think it's uh, it's. Uh, you can Gumba. hear it on the call. Gumba, Gumba, Gumba. I think we lost Gumba. I think while we were while we were talking about that, I just turned twenty three. Hey, happy birthday! <laughs> Thanks. And uh, more no, no, more no, importantly, no. you you just feel older. Ah, <laughs> oh, right, that's what it was. So, are are you one of those um, people who, since you're born on Christmas, you think it's not okay for for me to say like this is a birthday and Christmas present? <laughs> um, very few people actually are cheap enough to do that. <laughs> I would do it. And mostly, I'm not like, get you two if, presents. If someone did do that, it would be the sort of person who wouldn't have gotten me a, a Christmas present otherwise, or a birthday right. present otherwise. So, right. So that's fine. I mean, I think it's a little greedy, you know. You like, I want double presents today. <laughs> Well, you get double presents too. You just stretch them out across the year. No, it's different. Oh, right. <laughs> so, we so Benji Gregory comes in while we're watching Elf's memoir, mm-hmm. and um, he's very he's very impressed, and yeah. he says something like, "How do you do that?" 
I'm not sure what he's referring Benji to. Gregory impression. Huh? That was an excellent Benji Gregory impression. Oh, thanks. Well, he's not used to that computer being Malmax. Yeah. He's very, like, way before YouTube. Yeah. Um, he's, he's just used to Commodore 64. Yeah, they didn't even have, like, CD-ROMs yet. No. So, um, Benji's very impressed. Alf actually refers to him as Benji, which is a little jarring. I think he should just uh, call him Brian. So this, like, this ain't, this ain't canon. No, it's not then, canon. Is it? Not canon. Like, I mean, where the hell are we? I think it is canon in the Alf Loves a Mystery universe. Ah, uh, right. The, that, that version of the continuity. I think it's supposed to be just reality. Like... Our actual universe, because like Alf is playing himself, or sorry, Benji Gregory's playing himself. We assume Alf is also playing himself. Oh, oh, oh sorry, I, sorry, you, you said playing himself, not Cliff himself. <laughs> yeah, a, he a, can do both. It's a PG, PG podcast, Gumba. Let's keep it PG rated. Not when I'm on. <laughs> uh, it's pretty scary if uh, that's uh, supposed to be the reality because in this reality then Alf has some kind of weird narrative powers that make things come true and so he it, can also te teleport you into a story do you think maybe so, they're in the matrix I was thinking of a slightly different fictional property it seems sort of kind of like an Andrew-esque superpower. Andrew-esque? Yeah. Oh. Like you my brother? Yeah, that one. Another, you know, like uh, omnipotent, irritating narrator. Yeah, I guess you're right. We can bring it back to Andrew. Could be Andrew. <laughs> so, Benji's very impressed by Alf creating a reality through the spoken word, or written word, sorry. Um, and he begs Alf, really, to put him into some kind of story, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty fucked up. Yeah, he just he wants to play, role play. So Alf, Alf... Alf just puts him into a commercial for all the shows. Because <laughs> he's paid for that. Um, that's clever. That's very cynical, Katya. I think he he puts him into a an interesting fictional narrative that happens to incorporate many um, other stories and properties. Mm -hmm. Very nice. It's an intricately plotted narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Benji. So. This is a weird scene because Alf starts sort of setting the mood and he's like, we need some saxophone music. And he starts talking about how like it needs to be sexier, like sexy saxophone music. <laughs> he he's really, like, yeah, really emphasizes that in front of the 10 year old child. Yeah. Presumably in a show for other 10 or younger year old children. Uh, I don't I mean, know who I guess that was when, written for. When, 
like I guess we're discovering that you know like the this is what the capitalist engine wants is to you know get get the kids enslaved to to media through through sex or whatever other means it's probably like the um the Ollie North joke like they they wrote this so the parents could enjoy it too uh, right and we all know adults like hearing the word sexy yeah I, I am an adult, and I do enjoy hearing that word. It reminds them of the fun, sexy times they like to have mm. behind mm. closed doors, <laughs> if you know what I mean. With some sexy saxophone music. Preferably. So there's also a um, like window behind Alf, and... Outside the window turns into like a cityscape with like neon signs, and yeah, the most prominent one just says Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's never really commented on. Although we do get a Smurfs preview later. Uh huh. That's so just sort of like we're, you know, kind of tying it all back in. In case you forgot, this is about Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Any uh, any thoughts so far? Um, well, we probably haven't gotten up to the ad breaks yet, but um, I, I noticed with the ad breaks that the 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 capitalist engine sure was in full swing, and like almost every uh, product that's being pitched is like a, you know an unhealthy food or drink product. Yeah, kids do love At those these products. Children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe there was some law put into place that effectively killed Saturday morning cartoons, which was that like all programming at children has to be educational somehow. (sighs) I actually, I'm not sure if they prohibited like marketing of sugary stuff, but I'm pretty sure they did. I I think we've passed something like that in Australia. But essentially, the Saturday morning cartoon um, lineup was was a very uh, cynical um, child brainwashing machine, getting them mm-hmm. to buy toys and sweet foods. Yeah. But I loved it. Come on, it was fun. Oh, I I loved it too. I'm I'm still loving it as an adult. I want to go out and uh, buy some Diet Coke because I just saw Pierce Brosnan drinking it while having a Ninja Star like thrown at him, and it was fantastic. Yeah, that was really cool. Was at this point, what was Pierce Brosnan known for? So he at this point, it's 1987. So he was Remington Steele. He may have just been announced as James Bond for The Living Daylights, and then after that. Uh, he suddenly became very popular, and NBC went, "Hey, guess what? We want you to do another season of Remington Steel." So he he didn't get to be James Bond after all. Oh, interesting. I didn't. I never knew about that backstory. Yeah, but then he ultimately did get to be Goldeneye. Yes, he got Someone to he got to be the Golden Eye. The Golden Eye, which is yeah. which I say is my favorite mm. film. Interesting. Your favorite Bond film or favorite overall? Just favorite film. I mean, it's probably not anymore, but I can still say it is. Well, it's a good one. Did you like the 
the um, the N64 game. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've still got it. You do still got it. Hey, James, yes. you still got it, man. I, I happen to I happen to suck at the game, though. Oh, that's hard. It's hard. First-person shooters are, are tend to be hard to me. <laughs> Gumba, did you play the uh, GoldenEye N64 game? No. Okay. Never did. So... I wasn't at all into FPS back then. Huh. So Benji shows up. They were also uncultured. In in Alf's story, um, at a, like a mansion, and um, he knocks on the door, and there's uh, like a butler, and the butler is like a very odd man, whoever he is. <laughs> oh, it's Douglas Seal from Rags to Riches. Uh huh. All right. Who's that guy? He... The terrible actor. That's what I can he's, say. Yeah, At least he's in this role. The ham of the piece. He is a. Huh. Oh no. Oh, here we go. Sorry. He dead? Oh, she's certainly dead. I mean, come on. I don't well, even Betty White's still around. Yeah, but she was like a sprightly young woman in this. This guy was like already in death's door. <laughs> I was going to look this guy up, but my computer's not cooperating. So he was a, I think he was like a Brit- classically trained, trained British actor. It shows. Um, but he was in what? a show. And look where it brought him. Advertising oh. cartoons. Rags to Riches TV series. Uh, it's a musical comedy drama series broadcast on NBC for two seasons, 1987 and 1988. Set in the pre-British invasion 1960s. Um, it's about a self-made millionaire who adopts five orphan girls. It's strange. Uh-huh. So I guess Sounds Douglas... like the, the BoJack Horseman show with a show. Yeah. Douglas Seal died in 1999. So that's too bad. The other, um, Heidi Ziegler, who is also a guest in this show, was also in Rags to Riches. Good. But her career... She's still alive, but her career is over. She stopped working in 1992. So, um, what happens? This uh, butler brings uh, Brian in. I mean, sorry, Benji. Benji. Into into the living room. Oh, another fun fact about Rags to Riches. It's the star of the show is named Joseph Bologna. Like the sandwich product. sandwich meat. So, yeah, sorry, sorry. So, there's a bunch of other people in the living room, including... Mm -hmm. um, Heidi Ziegler from Rags to Riches. Um, Danny Ponce from Valerie's Family. So those are the two uh, kid detectives who are... Yep. Um, what do they say? Like they're like the Hardy boys or something? Yeah, the, they're the Hardys with a T. Oh. Yeah, I thought they were boys. That was the joke they made. 
Yeah, because the Hardy Boys with a D are boys, but no, we're the Hardies with a T. Yeah. Common mistake. Mm-hmm. We also got um, Jack Hay from yeah, 227. Yeah. Does anybody know what 227 is? No, um, I know Jack Hay from Sister Sister. That's, yeah. That's where I saw her. Yeah, I saw her in that too. So she was I like the say... stepmother or something? Or just regular I'd say she's the, she's the best actress, the best actor in this whole episode. Yeah, possibly. Possibly like jockeying with Betty White. Yeah. 227 was an American sitcom originally aired on NBC from 1985 to 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, it's adapted from a play. So it's, it's like a... It's like a, I think it's just like full of uh, cool African American ladies, including yeah. Marla Gibbs, Hal Williams. He's not a lady. <laughs> Elena Reed Hall, Jack A. Jack A. Harry. So yeah, yeah this is, I'm just listening. Tricky people. to this pronounce. One Jack one K. doesn't know if. It... Jackie, hooray, hurry, hooray. Jackie, hooray. Hooray. So the premise here is that Jackie is like some kind of uh, wealthy dowager countess. Yeah. Um, and she has some treasure hidden in her mansion. Oh, and I forgot. We also meet Shannon Doherty. And also Stephen First. We've seen elsewhere. Does Shannon Doherty actually like have any lines? Because I can't recall her saying anything in the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, she she comes into prominence later on. But is it through speaking lines? Because I don't think it is. I think she says some stuff. Doesn't Alf talk over her? Katya, do, do you remember Shannon Doherty talking? In the beginning. And at the I end. I don't think so. She, she, she She's kind of voiced over by Al most of the time. I think. Okay. I think. I think she has some... Like, she shows up midway through and starts solving the, some of the mysteries. She's just flirting with uh, Benji. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not that much older than him, I don't think. She's old enough. Old enough. And he's uh he's dashing. He's wearing a trench coat and uh <laughs> and an old fedora hat. Mm-hmm. Yep, because as we all know, there's nothing that chicks dig more than a nice fedora. <laughs> That's true. Um, Gumba, do you have a fedora? Mm, no, surprisingly. <laughs> Would you ever consider oh, I wearing actually, one? I actually do own a fedora. Hmm. I have a, a licensed Indiana Jones hat. <laughs> so licensed. Not autographed, no. I could just yeah. sign it myself. That, then it would be autographed. You do you have a whip? No. I never completed that cosplay. Nah. Will you? At any point? Uh, no, because I I feel that even in the form of a cosplay, it's actually still kind of not okay to wear a fedora. Yeah, you're right. 
so it just sits oh, on my shelf. Not anymore. No. I suppose. If, if if they want to make another one, then I'm sure Harrison Ford will get away with it again. The thing about fedoras, though, is like it's sort of bringing back the class, you know, like being kind of a, a like a sir, you know. It it used to be a very uh, it used to be a very popular uh, woman's hat. Woman's hat in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, uh, hmm. woman's hat, you know. Uh, Is it the sort of hat that Carmen Sandiego wears? Yeah. But I, I don't think that's At the least one. that's what the Wikipedia says. Oh. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I seem to recall this. I think I mean it's it would still work if you have the rest of the suit on you. I think it would be fine to wear the hat if you do uh, the classic. It would have to it's be just... like very well cut and you'd have to be very good looking. It would also yeah, yeah. be good if you were like being like a really nice guy. <laughs> like, and you tip it to the to the ladies. Well, yeah, no, I feel like you like behave like a gentleman and mm-hmm. are a nice guy to ladies. They, I mean, they kind of owe it to you to reciprocate with sort of like sexual feelings. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's I get, like, I get like, uh, Do you think this is what Benji was doing in this uh, show? I think well, the, uh, the girls were certainly into him in this one. Yep. I mean, it was Alf's idea to put the fedora on, uh, fedora, fedora on, on him. That's hard to say. Fedora on him. So I, I think he was actually deliberately trying to, uh, again, cock block Benji by putting him in <laughs> that stupid hat. <laughs> so we get this whole setup where the uh, the guests are all detectives. Hired by Jackay to mm-hmm. help find a treasure hidden somewhere in the house. So I don't remember if this is explained, but they have to find a series of clues that are somehow delivered by Saturday morning cartoon characters. Yeah, Alf explains that before Benji goes in. Right. So the first character, first preview we get is Alvin and the Chipmunk, Alf, Chipmunks. Yeah. Are these in alphabetical yeah. order? We got Alf, um, Alvin. No, because Archie before we, is later. Before we oh, yeah. uh, go further, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, clues to what? Oh, finding the treasure hidden in the house. Yeah. Oh. Did you, Gumba, did you not watch the uh, special? I neither watched the special nor paid attention to this conversation. <laughs> Way behind. Way behind. There's a, a, a great deal of gold bullion concealed in the house. <laughs> I don't think it's bullion. Oh, okay. It actually, it's it's uh, notes, oddly enough. There's some notes. There's some, like, there's a like a, an urn. Maybe, like, some pearls or something. Coins, I think. It sounds like it's a treasure. You know, you see it and you, you know it's a treasure, you know? Oh, company yeah. stock. Stock certificates. Yeah. Stuff, it's NBC stock. It's a, <laughs> a stack of certificates. So, what do they, like, find, a like, a piano or something? And, like, Alvin is in it somehow? In the note. Uh, uh, yeah. Sheet note. Yeah, in the sheet music. Not explained why well, uh, cartoons can come to life on 
on like still images on walls, but it's called uh, it's a mystery. This, this is the rules of the fictional universe. It's called, it's called willful suspension of disbelief, James. Aha. Uh-huh. It's important. It's it's just everything is malmacked. Malmacked. <laughs> this house. Mm. Even paper is malmacked. It's magical. So are you guys familiar with this uh, particular iteration of Alvin and the Chipmunks from the 80s anim- no, uh, I, Saturday I was, morning cartoon series? Yeah, I was hardly familiar with any of uh, these cartoons, even though I knew a few of the properties. Yeah. I think a couple of them didn't last very long. This, <laughs> this one was on for a few years, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and it wasn't the first version of it. Some really weird noise noises. What is that? Sounds like a bong. A bomb? A bong. <laughs> oh. I don't I wouldn't know what, what that sounds like because I'm I'm a good boy. I don't know what it is. It looks like some, uh, some kind of alien Can reptile. Can I describe it? I, I what, Gumba, I'm sure it's you. What game are you playing? Bong Are you game? sure it's me? What? Are you sure it's me? No, I don't know. It's probably Katya. <laughs> I'm not even moving. <laughs> sure, in the recording of this. James, is it you? I have been making some odd noises, but I mostly mute my microphone when I do them. Uh, it's probably James. So, <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks, um, they watch a clip. And then um, I actually recorded some fun audio from this that you guys won't be able to hear, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to play it anyway for the... Oh, no, I can't. Never mind. I recorded <sighs> on the same thing that I'm using to record the podcast, so I can't I can't go back and play it. Never mind. <laughs> it didn't work. Stick it in in post. <laughs> but, like, uh, so this, they watched this whole thing, and then the girl is like, Alvin's terrific. I can't wait to see what he's up to on Saturday mornings. See you on Saturday, Alvin. Something like that. It was really good. And then, Alf, uh, I mean, sorry, Alvin gives them a clue to the next cartoon character. And she's like, wow, I'm impressed. For no reason. Like, there's nothing to be impressed by. She just says that. Do you guys remember this part? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing it right now. I'm playing it again on, on uh, 2x speed. <laughs> That's good. Um, so then they so they go find the next clue. And the clue is like, uh, it's, it's like under blue a snagglepuss. picture of a blue dog, right? Something like that. Yeah. And it turns out that the blue dog is Foofer, the blue dog. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is, of all the cartoons in on this list, I think this is the deepest, the deepest cut. I don't, I don't think this uh, Foofer uh, made made much of a uh, cultural impact. <laughs> I mean, it looks like pretty stock cartoon dog. Looks like it only ran for two seasons. American Animated Children's Television Series, created by Phil Mendez, produced by Hanna Barbera. That's it. What is that clicking? Who's clicking right now? It's Gumba, isn't it? You. 
Huh? I knew it. It was you, Gumba, all along. <laughs> what were the clues? <laughs> so Foofer was a blue dog. Looks like he has some dog friends. Uh, this looks like a total just shit tier cartoon. And, like like and they bottom do of the bottom. Things. It looks horrible. Yeah. <laughs> the show was about everyday misadventures of the skinny blue protagonist dog. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> I love skinny looks, blue protagonist dog. Looks worse than uh, Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues yeah, is that's pretty what, good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when they said go to a blue dog for your clue. Blue's Clues is like Surely. 10 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was actually educational, I think. Taught me how to draw like a crayon, I think. Yeah. I had a I had a computer game, Blue's Clues, but mm, it was uh, pretty weird. There was something I could not it no it not just like solve, but there was some problem with the with the mm. with the game. Like I couldn't. You could make a picture, funny picture, but mm -hmm. you couldn't save it or something like that. It was very frustrating. Because I played it when I was already, like, 14. <laughs> you know, way too old for this game. That was meant for, like, five-year-olds. But you think, I couldn't solve it. Do you think we could find the game and and finally solve it now? Solve the game? We could uh, make, like, a playthrough with you. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe. That's really yeah. good. Like, uh, that abandoned series how, how do i play this which yeah. um i was not able to do due to technical limitations you should start over yeah. new pilot episode gumba do you want to try the world needs this content do you want to try how do i play this again with the blues clues computer game okay sure uh <laughs> let's let's move on um. So, they watch sorry, a foofer. I, I, sorry, I first had to parse what you said. <laughs> I know it's it's tough. It's hard. Um. So foofer punts us to. Oh, so this this other guy's kind of stalking these children, right? Uh, I think it's um. Stephen First from Saint Elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with the actor or the sh the program, so and I'm not going to look it up. So that's just <laughs> going to be remain a mystery. Um, so so Stephen first um, tries to get a clue from Foofer, but Foofer is is tight lipped. Um, doesn't help out Stephen first. And then the painting proceeds to fall on his head, presumably killing Fufur, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Broken well, maybe that's pieces. why he only ran two seasons. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Oh. Did you say something what about Fufur? No. Okay. Okay. What a brave We're... dog. Brave dog. He's dead. He's dead now. <laughs> um. So what was Foofer's clue? 
Oh, you can bet that it was uh, like extremely enigmatic and uh, uh, takes a genius to figure these things out. I believe it sent them to Betty White. Perhaps. They got a key. They got a key from underneath the painting. By the way, Uh, just quickly doubling back, we should talk mm. about the commercials. The first two commercials were for Cherry 7-Up. Which is like a 50s diner sort of deal or something. Had a really cool jingle. I liked that. Um, maybe I'll put that in here in post. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably forget to do that. <laughs> just very, a, just very stylish commercial, though. Yeah. And then the, the next one was a Milky Way commercial, I believe. Which was like a, like a, just a hunky guy uh, just chowing down on a Milky Way. Yeah, soda and candy. Yeah. So, those were good commercials. Um, I'm glad I brought it up. <clears throat> Seven Cherry Seven Up sounds pretty good to me. Actually, I think that would probably taste pretty good. I never had anything cherry flavored until I went to the United States, and I gotta say, I hated it. I mean, it's it's uh, you're it's just like a wrong opinion. <laughs> what about like Dr. Pepper? Is that cherry flavored? Is it? It's very spicy. I don't recall it being my favorite. It tastes like a like a it does have a cherry a tinge of cherry, but along with some like muddled spices. Yeah, what? but it's not very spicy. It's very spicy. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Pepper's okay. Um, so there was another clue that they got a key. Well, where did the key go? Um, to the, to the room. <laughs> Which was room, it the attic? James? Go to that bit. They went to an attic. Maybe that was later. Oh, they 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 went to a different place in this huge house, and I was wondering all the while why couldn't uh, the countess just look for this treasure herself? She's kind of a, a dumbass. She's kind of dumb. <laughs> I think it's because the cartoon characters that provide the clues only help children because they they won't they don't seem to help. Um, the other ones, the adults. Mm. By the way, um, classic trope. The children. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Why do the children need this? Uh, these treasures, though. It's kind of weird. To buy well, uh, the, the, soda the, and candy. Yeah, that would be the reason. It's just clearly what the designer of the house in, intended, and the designer of the house is very clearly someone who's got an investment in keeping children hooked on, on sugary confection. Yeah. You mean Alf. <laughs> right. So, Jack K and the butler are watching from behind a painting with the eye holes <laughs> cut out. I just thought I'd mention that because it's a, it's a fun uh, trope. Yeah, that's that's the classic trope, yeah. So the then the kids go up to the attic. And no, actually, they... The basement, actually. Basement. Maybe, yeah. Makes there's more a sense. hole. There's a hole. Yeah. I was gonna say like, and, 
if they're in the attic, then how come there's a hole and they can see down yeah. to the Fraggle Rock cartoon? Mm. Which, again, I, like I was familiar with the Fraggle Rock property, had no idea there was a cartoon. It seems like really unnecessary because they like the, <laughs> the starting to the Fraggle Rock cartoon is exactly the same as the starting to the real Fraggle Rock, except for it's just like bad animation. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was just like really cheap to make these cartoons. They just got the you know the Koreans to do it, and you know. Was this when? Korean animation was all the rage. I feel like that came in a little later. Uh, oh, who do you think was doing it? Oh, I thought it was Americans at this point. No, no, this is this is totally Korean. Mm-hmm. Why don't we look it up? Why don't we look at Korean <laughs> animation? I mean, I guess they did say that The Simpsons was animated in Korea, and that started airing in what eighty nine. Yeah, no, I think all these, all these, uh, all these Saturday morning cartoon shows in the '80s were uh, were outsourced mm-hmm. to like animation sweatshops in Korea. Mm. So, so particularly um, uh, noticeable in the Fraggle Rock segment is we we get a lot of uh, video wipes in this special. I didn't notice that. So that's how they transport us to the Fraggle Rock world. We would like zoom in on the hole and it video wipes out Whoa. to show us the, the magical world of, of these Muppets. Right. So they, they're looking down the hole. Yeah. And then there's like a, uh, what do you call that type of wipe? Like a hole wipe? So, it, yeah. Something like that. It was like very fuzzy. A fuzzy hole wipe. Okay. <laughs> So they watch the uh, the uh, Fraggle Rock thing. There's not, like, not, not a lot to say about Fraggle Rock mm-hmm. here. And then it turns out that Shannon Doherty is sort of spying on them in the basement. Oh, nope. Sorry. We got a commercial break. This is where we see a Snickers commercial with a kind of a balleria. Ba- balleria. A balleria. <laughs> Ballerina. Talking about how Snickers is good for hunger. They're still using the same technique. Yep. All these years later. <laughs> later. Um, the Snickers, Snickers is a good like snack for curbing your, got your hunger. Yeah. Yeah. She loves the peanuts. Crazy about peanuts. She loves the peanuts. Loves them. She she mentions it twice. In a 15-second ad. Then we get a commercial for Wendy's. Yeah, where a dumb guy chooses the White Castle burger. This is the, um, like the, the quintessential dumbass um, uninformed <laughs> voter here. Like you give him a clear choice, and he makes the wrong choice. I, you, you guys know, know where I'm going with this, right? This is going uh, back to Trump. Trump. This is the Trump oh, voter. No. This is the Trump voter. Here he is. Sorry, guys. Sorry, centipedes. I, I saw Kevin Costner's swing vote the other day. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. <laughs> Wait, when you say I saw it, uh, yeah. it makes it sound very like passive, like you happen to see it. 
not like you sought it out very specifically. Well, I did sort it out very specifically from my Netflix list. <laughs> so you so you found it and you watched it. No, I, I streamed it. You saw it. Okay. Yeah. Am I being pedantic? Yes. Okay. The next commercial is the Pierce Brosnan Diet Coke commercial. Yeah. Which is, uh, I guess, an homage to his Remington Steel role. Presumably. Right. I've never seen Remington Steel, so I don't know what Remington Steel really gets up to. I have never seen it either, and I don't um, know either. I've seen it. Go yeah. on. Uh, Remington Steel is basically uh, James Bond on a budget. <laughs> nice. James Bond on a budget. Yeah. So, well, that explains it. He played Remington Steel is uh, in the series. Uh, Remington Steel is a made-up character by uh, one of the main cha- one of the main um, uh, cast uh, who runs a detective mm-hmm. agency. But right. she's so... a woman, and. Uh, we all know women can't be de- can't be detectives, mm-hmm. right? So, so uh, like in, in order to drum up business, because no one hired her, mm-hmm. she invented the, that boss of hers, Remington Steele. Until nice. one day, Pierce Brosnan, who's actually an international gentleman thief, comes in and uh, assumes that role, and she can't mm-hmm. say he isn't. Remington Steel, because there is no Remington Steel. <laughs> it she sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. Very um, witty. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a handsome man. Oh, yes, absolutely. He was great in Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Remember you had that, um, that like, seafood allergy? Or was it spicy food? It was uh, pepper. Pepper allergy. That's not a real thing. Cayenne pepper. So he probably has a sensitivity to capsaicin. Capsaicin sensitivity. It's a big problem in the Bronson family. Yeah. So we get back from commercials and we find Betty White. So does she live in this house? Like, is she just uh, a fixture? She, she had some deal. She was... Uh... She's a glass eye, right? She's a witch with a glass uh-huh. eye. She's going to a new age convention. Her her shtick is she's like a new age uh, follower. Okay. Yeah, she's got like That's a funny, pyramid like head. These, yeah, she's, she's pyramid head and these kids are in a spooky house and they get confronted by pyramid head. So normally <laughs> you'd expect that they'd be like flayed of their skin at this point. Yeah, this is actually, I think, the, uh, the origin of, of Silent Hill. <laughs> This is where they got all the ideas. Um, so this is where we get a preview of the Gummy Bears animated series. Did you guys see this mm-hmm. one? Yeah, uh, I have. No. Once again, had no idea that there was a an animated property. I watched Gummy it bears. as a kid. Yeah, it was really good. And they seem to have some magic bounce juice. They do. It's gummy berry yeah. juice. 
Katya, did you do you have any specific recollections of gummy bears that you'd like to share? Uh, no, I I didn't. I, I just remember that I watched it as a kid, but I was still like in kindergarten or something like that when I watched it. So I didn't remember anything. So this whole kind of them drinking some magic juice to get bouncy, I didn't remember that. That looks <laughs> very weird to it's me now. It's sort of like their um, like Popeye spinach. Like they they can like it's sort of like a just a catch-all for like getting them out of situations where like they drink the gummy berry juice and they bounce away. But like when humans no, um, drink gummy berry juice, they be- they get super strength. But only once a day. And um so the whole story I think is that they like trying to protect the gummy berries from the hu- keep the humans from getting them. Well, the evil human. Yeah, it's okay if so. It's like an environmentalist theme. Not really. I think it's the theme is eat gummy bears, get powers. Uh, Wait, wait. The gummy bears don't uh, don't give power. Uh, The gummy uh, berries do. The the juice, yeah, the 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 gummy, the juice they make from the gummy berries that gives power, but the berries themselves they. they're not really made for consumption. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't think they're made at all. I think they're sort of like an emergent uh, species of, of, of flora. So it's just like a weird right. druggy, druggy uh, village. It's very basically. much a Disney, Disney's answer to the Smurfs, basically. Hmm. I don't know if it was actually tied to the candy at all. Oh, really? I don't think like I don't think so. Like, which would it be Haribo? It wasn't like Haribo's Disney's The Gummy Bears. I mean, sure. Like, what other purpose would the cartoon serve? It's clearly not, you know, for artistic purposes. It's for artistic purposes. Oh, there don't was, say that. There was actually a gummy. Bear you're, very, you're, very dis- you're very dismissive of the gummy bears. Named so Art. There was a gummy bear named Art. Huh. Well, that settles He was an I artist, guess. I believe. He didn't appear like, until season like two. Like Art Garfunkel. Yes. So, gummy bear, blah, 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 blah. Gummy bears, blah, blah, blah. Okay. They oh, did have a the good... chest. Sorry? Oh, sorry. They, they, they get to the chest next. I just wanted to say that Gummy Gummy Bears did have another, a a good theme song. Would you guys like Mm. me to, um... Is it the German one? Sing it for you. Yes, please. Okay. I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're talking Uh, about the German one, right? No. You can't can't put it up as as the intro. It's... It's like dashing and daring, courageous and caring, something, something, something. Gummy bears bouncing here and there everywhere. High adventure that's beyond compare. We are the gummy bears. So they find a uh, chest. What, what, what is that? What is that noise? What is what noise? This is beyond the pale. This is too much. What, are you? Are you packing? Falling down. 
you shouldn't be able to hear anything. I hear everything. So the auditory kids. hallucination. So we get Betty White. Should we talk about Betty White at all? Being prepared here. Yeah. How, how um, was Betty was, White? She was she was the maid's aunt. Okay. That's what she said. Or the butler's aunt. Have we met the maid yet? No. I guess okay, not. Good. So she must be the butler's aunt. Um, and uh, what what I found sort of cute was the little meta touch that Alf added when he appeared in, in her crystal ball to introduce the gummy bears cartoon. She like insulted him. She said, I, "I only get this hairy little little dude," and and he said, "Oh, all right. This lady's just written herself out of the story." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be it's cool cute. if they did a an Alf Golden Girls crossover. Hey, isn't that what this is? No. Oh, okay. Remember when they did that Star Wars Golden Girls crossover? You mean in the Star Wars Christmas special? Yeah. When B. Arthur showed up? Mm-hmm. I do remember. I do remember. Good night, that. but not goodbye. Mm-hmm. Song of the year. And then there was that scene where Chewbacca's dad watched porn for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Why aren't we doing a podcast on that? That's much more thematically appropriate. I don't think it's been done before. You know? Yeah, probably. I mean, this I admit, this is really a bad topic, and I chose poorly... <laughs> and it's a bad podcast as a result of that. Like, I will fully admit this is that. Like the 1975 Ghostbusters. This is it's way too late to turn back now though. We're elbow deep in this thing. <laughs> so we got a uh, treasure chest that has smurfs in it. Nice. Um do you guys like the smurfs? Um, no. you know I've actually seen more of the Smurfs pornography than the actual Smurfs. <laughs> why Why have you been uh, seeking that out? Well, I can't recall why I saw it, but it was like Hustler mm-hmm. did like a photo shoot where they painted oh. the ladies blue. That sounds good. Uh, sure. Let me see if I can um, find that. Except they can't paint all of them blue because that would, you know... That would kill them, like the lady in Goldfinger. Yeah, I think that was. Uh, I don't think that really kills you. It's like an urban legend. <laughs> Smurf porn hustler. Is that a good Google? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. Whoa! I've, I've never seen the show. I've never seen the movies. I, and I just like kind of remove myself from the situation whenever the movie comes on TV or whatever. Yeah, the movie uh, I never saw, it, but it looks it looks horrible. It, they are coming out with a new Smurf movie, which looks to be Maybe more faithful time. to the original. Like, like they made like Smurfette look like some kind of like uh, I don't know, like one of those like teen pop stars or something. But now oh, she like oh, looks like a uh, like a real Smurf, like a like a cartoon character. Uh huh. And I think I think the the premise of the new Smurf movie, if I'm not mistaken, is they're going to finally answer the question of where are all the other lady Smurfs. Ah. Uh, because you, I know you were a, wondering. It's a gritty reboot. It's not a reboot. It's a continuance. It's a continuation. Mm. I think. Reboot sequel. It's a 
Wait, wasn't Smurfette made by, uh, by, uh, Evil Gargamel? Yeah. Maybe, but maybe, I don't know if that's canon or not. So, At least in the cartoon series. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I don't know. We'll probably get some retcon stuff. So, anyway, um... Smurfs, blah 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 blah, buzz, blah 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 blah. <laughs> yep, that's the that's the content. Have we this. have we mentioned that the plan of Jack Hay is to hire these people to find her fortune and then murder them? Yeah, we mentioned that. It's ostensibly to split it fifty fifty with them. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, Sharon, Sharon with nobody. Come on. No, she's gonna kill. She's gonna straight up just kill these kids. She's gonna kill a bunch of kids. Can you believe it? Mm. She's gonna hire child labor and then murder them instead of paying them. You know, I I could believe that Jack A would do that. <laughs> the, the real life, the she actress. Sells it. Yeah, um, she sells it. She does. Uh, so then we get so Shannon Doherty, like joins the party. I think mm-hmm. uses she's her like, feminine wiles. Yeah, and she's dressed like and Carmen Sandiego. Very... Yeah, she is kind of. <laughs> Did I say that right? Sandiego. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, maybe that's how they say it in wherever she is right now. She's still alive, man. I mean, really? She's got the cancer, but it hasn't beaten her yet. I meant Carmen San Diego. No. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know where she is now. I, I wasn't implying like that they have a silly accent in hell or anything. <laughs> but they probably do. Let's face it. Maybe. They've got to have like a like a dialect, right? Yeah. It's probably like really like evil, right? Like you know how you went to like. Like the the bad part of town, and everybody talks like they're hatching a scheme. I remember one time for a school project, I tried to um, adapt Paradise Lost to a modern screenplay, and uh, my dialogue writing skills aren't really up to the task of making Milton sound modern. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever uh, read Paradise Lost. Oh, you never read Paradise Lost? Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. okay. Yeah. So then we get a um, the new Archie, which yeah. uh, looks like a real shit show, real shit tier animation. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, 80s-ified, updated, now he's a cool skateboarding kid. Well, the thing, there's a lot of these 80s cartoons that were secretly, like, looked like they were pretty much just straight-up anime. What? This is one of those. It's got like Is anime it? sensibilities in terms of like the style of the art and animation. I was not getting that at all. Well, I mean, it's like you're just wrong. Because <laughs> like I'm saying, they outsource this stuff to Korea. And I'm not saying Korea is the same as Japan, but I think there's a lot of crossover in their animation industries. This is all speculation, by the way. I don't actually know anything about this stuff. <laughs> Katya, did you, you think that the... Guess. 
the Archie show looked like an anime? Um, I didn't think so. Uh, you guys just aren't seeing it. It's like a subtlety that only I can well, pick up on. Um, was there anything odd that you did notice about the animation? What do you mean, like odd? Like if there's because I know. Oh, actually, some... you know what? You're right. Thank you. Not it does. Crazy. It does look like a, a an Eastern kind of. Thank you. I knew. I, I feel like it, James is gaslighting me here. Yeah, that's that's what I'm here for. <laughs> All right. What what was weird it's about the animation? Tradition. This the the discs. Yeah. They move yeah. around. That was. They don't stay in the one place. Up. It's funny because like usually they would do like an actually pretty well animated intro to these shows. And then mm. the actual episodes would be just total would shit. Crap. In this case, they couldn't even get the uh, the intro to look good. Mm. They spent like zero dollars on this. So the kids are like, see you on Saturday, Arch. <laughs> We're definitely going to watch your show. Can't wait. Does it mean they show all of these shows on Saturday yes. mornings? This is the full lineup. Hmm. Pretty much. That's a lot of shows to watch. Yeah, it was a huge block. It was like three or four hours of, sh- of programming. 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 So now we meet the um, the maid, right? Yeah. Kind of Who's... gives off a kind of American Horror Story vibe. Yeah. They enter a room and she's turning around and it, there's some scary horror signs. It's like a but, psycho homage. Yeah, sure. but, but Brian uh, is smiling during that. <laughs> I had to rewatch it. He, he, he just ruins the fucking shot. No, <laughs> <with> his <laughs> smile. Like he's supposed to look scared, but he's just like, yep, this is a funny funny part of the show yeah stupid idiot Ryan blows another shot but they just didn't have time to reshoot you know like time is money friend yeah it's razor thin production schedule (laughs) so Mary Wicks was uh, in um, Sister Act 1 and 2 she also was in um, what else Postcards from the Edge. She played Grandma. Oh. She was in um, uh, Little Women. Oh, she was in um, The Hunchback of Notre Dame as Laverne. And it was, that I was released posthumously. I don't recall character Laverne. You don't recall Laverne. Laverne. Well, it's, uh, it's I guess she was just a Parisian... It's a stain on her legacy that you have forgotten her. I'm sorry, um, uh, actress. Mary Wicks. Mary. I'm sorry, Mary. She would be 106 now if she were still alive. It's impressive. Birth name, Mary Isabella Wickenhauser. Right. Shortened it for the for the business. All right, so let's, let's move this along here. This is uh, so we get this uh, made. Oh, oh, oh! Then we actually get a preview of a game show called "I'm Telling." 
So this appears to be a um, game show with the same premise as the newlywed game, mm-hmm. except for that it's a child siblings instead of newlyweds. So it's like, when you're making whoopee, what is your favorite? <laughs> Do you guys know the newlywed I, game? Yeah, yeah. 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 I actually like googled I actually googled this uh show f- for kids uh I'm telling. Yeah. And started watching it. It's pretty fun. So it seemed like it was it's pretty not fun. a bad show. I got the feeling from watching it that it might not be genuine. Like the it seemed Kinda like staged. maybe the kids were being fed some lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe they just did, have a natural screen presence. It did look pretty funny. So the, the the idea is like you go on a show with your sibling and um, they ask you a question that they asked your sibling and you have to guess what their answer would have been. So it just kind of tests how well you know your sibling. Mm-hmm. Has a lot of sibling hugs and high fives from what I've seen for now. Yeah. But if there's anything that siblings like to do is hug each other. Yeah, that's right. James, do you do you hug your siblings a lot? I do. Yeah. I don't think I. Uh, I don't know if I've ever hu- hugged Andrew. It's, <laughs> Byron, it's on film. <laughs> You've seen me hug. Burned him. into my brain. You've seen me hug. That was a stage hug, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It doesn't count if you're both wearing mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually. Are you are you gonna add that to the Barry Anderson <laughs> wiki article? The, what the, the hug that they ever hugged each other in real life? It's <laughs> <laughs> a stage hug. It's a stage hug. This is was not fun fact. That was not a real hug. <laughs> um, I feel like I would be pretty good at I'm telling Andrew and I. We used to actually be. be pretty good at playing 20 questions and getting the answer in like one or two questions. It was weird. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like freaky. Yeah. I think it's usually Abraham. Must Lincoln. have been a pair of weirdos. No. You're a weirdo. Probably. <laughs> so, do we have any more commercials to talk about? Looks like we got... Uh, uh, no, I think we're nearing the end of the program. Yeah, so we got. Um, I'm telling. Then we get back to the uh, the mystery. So it just sort of like ends. Like there isn't like a special final clue or anything. It's just like the next. The next one is just straight up. Uh, they find the treasure. Well, they tell them to go for the owl. They don't tell them what to do with the owl. Right. And they have to, like, fondle the owl. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know that we actually have a giant statue of an owl here in Canberra that is legendary because it looks like a penis when you're driving past it on the road? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's like this giant dollar work of art. This sounds like it's been uh, the cause of many accidents. Yeah, I'm watching it. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It looks like a straight up just a cock. It's just it's, a cock. I, I'm, I'm just so proud to have this piece of art in my hometown. 
Is there a treasure nearby? Oh, shit, maybe. You should maybe film some uh, new Barty episodes nearby. Yeah. All right. The thing is, that it actually looks like a like a flaccid penis, which is rare in phallic art. Usually, it's like uh, it's pointing straight up, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, I feel like it's just like at an angle. I mean, it's either flaccid or very crooked. No. <laughs> well, you know, like if it's a if it's an owl's it, penis, then that could be. Is it like a? It's a half. It's half mass, like a chub. Is it a chub? Yeah, it's a bit bit of chub. So it's a chub. It's chubbed up a little. That's all. Is this uh, is this still PG thirteen? <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I think the kids have all gone to bed. They're waiting for Santa. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so they find the treasure, and Jackay reveals her plan to just, like, straight-up murder everybody. I don't know how they're going to do it. It seems like they don't have a weapon, do they? They have a feather. Yeah. She was going to tickle them to death. That was what the the guy said, wasn't it? That's uh, oh, That's right. She was just going to lock them in the vault. But still, oh, like, yeah. I mean, like they would have to cooperate, I would think. Like they're, I mean, this is like an old man because he's going to like shove them into this vault. You think they would maybe put up a fight, you know? Maybe she just figured they'd kind of do as they were told. Yeah, she's probably not wrong. But then it turned out that the maid was actually a police person. Yeah. Had, who's been in deep cover for like three months working on this case. And, and yet she still nearly let these children be murdered. Well, the children, saw, their, she said their detective genius was what led her to the treasure. But why did the detective need to know about the treasure? Surely all she needed to do was arrest the the woman who's planning they, to murder they needed she needed like um what like she needs to catch him catch her in the act kind of thing that's entrapment trapment yeah trap man probably so yada 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 turns out the um uh what's her face the treasure was uh, knowledge no, no, there was a real treasure, but it belonged to Shannon Doherty. Doherty. And yeah. then she, like, she, you know, the whole deal was that the detectives were going to get half of this treasure, right? But then mm-hmm. at the end, it, it turns out to be Shannon Doherty's. And then she gives, like, Brian, like, 20 bucks. She's like, this nice. should cover it. <laughs> 20 alf bucks. Well, it turns out to be fake elf money too <laughs> I think maybe she could have honored the uh like they almost died for this didn't they, <laughs> they have honored the original agreement and then she Never tries to give him thing. a kiss um and that's when elf like pulls him out of the story and says brian i mean no benji you're <laughs> you're too young for for what was about to happen there like what was what was going to happen he was he was gonna he was gonna bone. Her. Was she gonna give him like a hand job right there? Yeah, it's like 
Like the ending of Kingsman. She was going to give him a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> well, there are some games that I'm too young to play that I don't know how to play yet. I don't know what this is. That's what happened to the Kingsman? No, that was um, uh, uh, Wesley Crusher. <laughs> That's right. That's good. It's from the Star Trek. Uh, yep. So the so Alf is like, uh, Benji? Not not going to happen, I've bro. I've been totally derelict in my responsibilities as a guardian thus far, so I'm not going to uh, actually, you know, go through with uh, uh, allowing a, a child to um, engage in, in, in inappropriate sexual activities. Yeah. Give him the whole good touching and bad touching speech. Hmm. So then Benji's pulled back into reality. And has a stack of fake Alf dollars. And then it turns out that Alf was planning to... Um, what would you say? Maybe like... Uh, date? Shannon Doherty all along? Alf was? Screw. Yeah, they were about to like go out on a hot date, weren't they? Alright, she turns up at the end. Yeah. She turns up at the end. That's a that's a classic like pulp noir twist, isn't it? The hero what? doesn't get the girl; he ends up with with someone else, and that's just how life works, buddy. Did, well, you better get used to it. Who did he end up with? Well, Shannon Doherty went with with Alf instead of with Benji. Oh right, right. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So this is like we hinted earlier, the little, little cock blocking. And uh, woman stealing, and then the uh, show ends mercifully. It's also like a weird potato chip commercial. The guy, like, <laughs> that guy, he's got like an life. indecipherable southern set. <laughs> it's like a like, Louisiana. Yeah, what I tell you, boy, I got for you a shame. It's not a, a Ruffles I, chip. I guarantee. I guarantee. I guarantee. So that was that. It was a Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is really good. It's good. A good hour and a half talking about this uh, this mess. Do you guys regret this? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, Katya, do you, re- you regret the- this signing up for this? No, not at all. It was great. I good. mean, it was it was cool to see the actual commercials. Uh, um, that were between the parts of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, I felt like it was kind of an interesting concept in itself with this kind of haunted house kind of thing with the mm-hmm. mystery. Um, too bad the, the, the shows were kind of lame. Yeah. <laughs> also, but, like on the draw. Uh, I There's... think, I think uh, as a child, I would like it. Yeah. There's actually a pretty extensive list on Wikipedia of other Saturday morning preview specials. Um, looks huh. like we have we have we have them running from 1971 to 1999 on ABC, um, from 1969 to 1985 on CBS, but the, although not every year. NBC has, uh, looks like, 
15 or 16 odd. So there's a lot of these. We could, I mean, we could do one of these every week, you know. This would be great. Looks like we've got, um... <laughs> great. Uh, no, no. Does no, Pierce Brosnan so post any of them? Alvin goes back to school was the prior years on NBC, uh -huh. 1986. And 1989, the next year, also has Alf and the great John Candy. Probably advertising uh -huh. his new show, Camp Candy. A classic of television. Uh, Gumba, do you have any uh, final, final thoughts? Thank God it's over. <laughs> uh. So I think I think that's it. This is a good place to stop, right? Yeah, perfect. Okay, well, guys, thanks so much for joining for this this very special uh, podcast holiday season podcast about um, the nineteen eighty seven uh, Saturday morning television block season um, on NBC Television, uh, starring Alf. And um, appreciate you joining, and uh, uh, audience, thank you also for joining and, and 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 sticking with us through what has no doubt been a very painful process. But um, I mean, all two of you, as, especially for them, because uh, if they're actually listening to this podcast, that means they're not like spending uh, valuable time with their family and friends and their loved well, ones. The family, I mean, this could be a blessing to get a break from from family and <laughs> friends. I mean, you know. I will end this podcast on a fun fact, which I neglected to mention because I didn't notice it until now. I happen to still have Mary Wick's Wikipedia page open, and uh -huh. her cause of death was surgical complications. That's 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 very fun. That fact. So we leave it at that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. A joyous time to you all. Christmas time. Christmas time. Christmas time. Christmas time. Christmas time. Christmas time. Yeah, happy happy birthday, James. Big two three. Uh, okay, everybody, have a wonderful Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Ramadan. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. And happy non-denominational winter ceremony celebration. Likewise. Bye. 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 Bye.